Welcome to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble, powered by Carcia Resource Professional Consultant. This episode this week is talking about Global Entrepreneurship Week. This whole month really is Global Entrepreneurship Week where it's celebrated around the globe about entrepreneurship and some things that's going on this week with Concierge Professional Resources. We're celebrating Global Entrepreneurship Week from November the 14th all the way to November the 22nd. We got some amazing speakers lined up and episodes that you all won't, don't want to miss. And it's going to be featured on viewstub.com, our, bra- our broadband streaming provider, to make sure you're getting this opportunity. And we're going to have a special feature keynote speaker with NASA from the Kennedy Space Center, a possibility of Facebook Elevate, which is the corporate social responsibility arm of Facebook for helping HBCU students and black businesses, and so much more. But what I want to talk about in this particular episode is about doing business. We can operate locally, but we can do business globally. But we have to make sure we got some things in position and in place to do that, especially since the pandemic. You got to make sure your back office is on point. What do you mean, Teresa, back office? Your back office is how you're responding to your customers, you know, on social media, through email, through text messages. There's so many tools to choose from. But as a business owner, you need to know which ones works for you, which ones are easier for you, because if not, if it's too complex, then you're going to lose customers because you're not responding quickly enough. You're not even having a standard operating procedure plan in place so you can onboard someone to help you manage all this stuff. So you got to make sure that you have all the key tools where you can be able to take those transferable skill sets that you have, that you can train team members to come aboard to help you with it or you can hire someone virtually to be a virtual assistant you know to take care of those administrative tasks or even hire your virtual sales team to help you maintain that marketing and sales because that's what generates your revenue it's always making sure you're marketing and you're selling because if you don't market and sell then you can't keep the revenue continually coming But before you can even get into that, let's get to your business structure. Are you registered to do business with your state? Do you have an IRS EIN number? Do you have resources in place that will position you to be a legitimate business owner? Why you ask? Because many of us are wanting to get into federal contracting and all those things and the applications and requirements, you got to have a tax ID number. You have to be registered with your state. You have to have an annual report. You have to make sure you register with the Department of Revenue to pay your monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, or annually taxes. You can choose between how you pay. You got to have your CPA or an accountant that's helping you maintain your books. You cannot do stuff old school, handwritten, because it will catch you off guard when you do. So I just want to talk about some things because many of you are following me on social media. Many of you have participated in some of the virtual events I have hosted before and during the pandemic and since the pandemic. But I want to take some time, even though you're a a solopreneur, um, entrepreneur, you're by yourself, you're on your own, you can operate and do business globally. You just got to make sure the systems 
and processes are in place in order for you to do so but what I'm learning through my new mentor is that I got to make sure I'm marketing and I'm selling all the time so I can keep the revenue coming that's how you find your new client and I didn't realize once you get clients you don't stop marketing and selling you have to continue but it takes a team for you to get to that point to do so I learned that being a startup you're not a, a, a you a startup until you start generating monthly revenue consistently that's when you move from a startup to an emerging business so there's a lot of things that we need to do but as a consultant I wanted to emphasize how important entrepreneur education is even in this pandemic because so much has changed since this pandemic hit in February of 2020 even though we know it was fall of 2019 when the pandemic was in the US but you cannot keep doing stuff the old way you got to respect other people differences your employees your customers who have underlying conditions you got to get in a place to accommodate them to meet them where they are they want to live longer so if they want a male wear a mask let them wear a mask if you don't want to serve those people then you still need to have a way to reach them let them order on the app let them do curbside pickup if you offer delivery then deliver to them but don't be rude and disrespectful as a business and don't want to provide customer service to them how are you going to stay in business if you neglect those people you have to be able to change your empathetic um, your mannerism your customer service your business acumen, how you engage with people even with speaking engagements if you have speakers that they do not want to do in person speaking engagements you respect their preferences offer something virtually host a hybrid event but you got those people that want to be in person they're not gonna be in person if you have a speaker that do not want to be present because of underlying health reasons they may be on travel restrictions because of health reasons that doesn't mean they're they're less valuable meet them where they are and make the accommodations there are too many tools for you to do a hybrid event you just need to hire the team and figure it out in advance. So now how we need to operate as business, you need to operate in person and virtual simultaneously. And a lot of us can't do that. That's where you need to be ambidextrous. So that means that's where entrepreneur education come in. You got to go to the events who are sharing the tools, the tips, the best practices, how to be able to navigate in this space especially our professional service people our consultants our coaches you know those who offer services and was used to doing stuff face to face you need to learn how to adopt the new tools to reach people because everyone is not engaging back into okay we're going back to everything's normal there is a new delta variant out and we have to use more wisdom bishop td jake said it best when i heard his sermon the last um, Sunday in October when he had a guest speaker for his 45th anniversary. He'd rather wear a face mask than a respirator or a ventilator. And that makes a lot of sense because people that gets on those ventilators, they usually don't come back home. If it is, it's by God's grace. So again, I'm emphasizing even the more. 
we need to get more time into entrepreneurial education and that has been my focus in this entire last three years since before this pandemic is educating entrepreneurs how to structure and set up your business how to boost up your back office making sure your administrative paperwork is on point so you can apply for the federal funding and assistance that they try to give small businesses especially if you have under 10 employees you can't roll up into those people offices with a shoebox of receipts and expect for them to figure out how much money you made how much your expenses was did you make a profit or did you make a loss that is points that you need to be able to be able to address and answer and have those forms and those documents already ready and in place so they can be able to make a decision. That's where in my consultancy, I have a workbook with how to create your financial profile for you to go to the bank, to have a conversation with your bank to say, hey, this is what I've been working with as a business, as an entrepreneur. Do I Am I fit to apply for funding from your organization or your bank to help me scale my business up where I can work from move from offline to online banks should not be a scary conversation that you need to approach but you got to have an education behind it on what to go in with when you talk to them you can't expect for them because they know you to approve you yeah building relationships does help but when you have your paperwork in ducks in a row so to speak and and be able to answer the questions they're going to ask you it puts you in a better position and you in other words you know your numbers you know what quarters you have your high uh, earning revenue you know what quarters you don't make as much money you know what quarters which products sell the most which services requested the most and which ones are requested the least you know how much inventory you got on hand you know how much inventory that has went out whether it's monthly quarterly every six months or every year that's what i mean when i say you need to know your numbers and if you don't know your numbers it's hard for a bank to say okay he or she does and does not have the capacity to be able to handle a hundred thousand dollar loan if they don't know how much money they made last quarter or they don't know how much the value of the inventory they got sitting in their they business right now that they possibly can use for collateral to get the money they need to move from offline to online to move all that inventory that's sitting in their business so this is why entrepreneur education is so important no do we like sitting down learning as entrepreneurs no i'm gonna tell you the truth no but when we know better, we do better and we're not caught in the dark and off guard and feel like you done missed opportunities because either you didn't know about it or you didn't know how to respond to it. So, Mr. Gamma has some questions. What questions do we have? Yes, I have four questions for you, for especially for beginners and even advanced you know, um, business entrepreneurs, but mostly to really help um, start um, um, beginners uh, with some good thoughts or questions. So you're talking about somebody that has an idea for yes. business. Yes, and even somebody may have a, uh, a business already but they may be struggling, right? So I have four questions here in about two minutes if you can answer each one. Okay, let's go with the first one. Okay. Um, can you protect your brand even though you are not registered? That's a two-part question. I okay. will say yes and I'll say no. What I've learned from some of the speakers that I have interviewed in the past, especially mm -hmm. a trademark attorney, that um, 
you can use the trade the TM symbol on your name of your business and name of your brand or particular motto mottos or logos or slogans while you're doing the paperwork to register that information but when you register your business with your state mm -hmm. they ask about fictitious names uh. they ask about trademarks that is when you that's a separate registration from registering your business and I'll highly encourage you all those names that you want to use or what your business to be known for you need to register that separately the same time you register your business with the state so it would usually would be the division of corporations for whatever your state is so for instance for Florida it's the state of Florida division of corporations that's where you register your business but it's also where you register the trademark the name of your company the patent um, names the slogans the logos the symbols you use for your business the graphic arts the pictures all those things need to be registered that's the formal way but there's also a way called the poor man copyright where you can write all this stuff up print the pictures out everything that you all things dealing with your business and you put it in a sealed envelope and mail it to yourself and don't break the seal because that postage date solidifies that that was the date that you established that business and all those trademarks until you can officially register with the state and even with the library of congress with the united states government thank you also the next question is is it good to research the zone of the town you may want to do business? That's a very good question. Research is very good and important. And that's why I keep emphasizing entrepreneur education is a must because that is one of the best practices we have to do is research. Is this the area you want to start your business in? Is it in a hub zone? H-U-B z-o-n-e that's with the small business administration that's into your tribal lands they have special designation and special funding tied to that is it sitting in the opportunity tax zones where that's associated with capital gains where funders of opportunity tax zones will invest in your business or your project but you have to be in that zone area to do that and you identify that through the united states census bureau on the census track and that has been determined by every 50 states in the United States have opportunity tax zones. Thirdly, uh, are we limited to one state or just a few states to do business in? No. You can, I put it like this, how many other states that you can handle? Great. But I've always told, establish one first, which I did with Concierge Resource Professional Consultants in 2015. I didn't branch until my second um, consultancy until 2019. That was four years later because I wanted to make sure the first um, location of the business is the solid foundation is the headquarters. Because I wanted to do business in a different state because of the entrepreneur ecosystem may want warrants me to do something different or replicate what I'm doing in a different state. But every state has different rules for entrepreneurship and registering your business so that's where research comes back in again to research that particular state and that particular city and that particular county because each one of them have different rules that they play by last but not least number four what research program can i find to help get started you had there's two types you have the free programs f-r-e-e and then you have the fee programs, the F-E-E. -E. So I'm going to tell you about the free programs first, the F-R-E-E. -E. 
The free programs is with your small business development community centers. They mostly attach to universities in your state or with um, your economic development authorities. You have SCORE, which is retired business professionals that volunteer their time and their talent. In other words, they will give you consult consultation and um, initial counseling and they will help you talk out what you're trying to do and they will do it for free long as you schedule an appointment there are some other entities that offer free resources free services but the thing of it is you have to keep in mind free doesn't mean they're gonna help you take it from out your head on paper to execution so there are different phases of resources you go through so that's why i want to tell you about the free resources first the f-r-e-e -E. The fee services, the FEE, that's are the experts that you need to pay, such as myself, who have done the homework and the research and know how to take what you have discussed with SCORE, the Small Business Development Center, your Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur Programs, and any other economic development agencies that gave you free advice consulting and counseling we sit down myself as an expert and we take all that information and we start crafting and putting together the prototype what it will look like putting together a focus group to test your product or service to see if it's a need for it before you invest a boatload of money and nobody won't buy it but you have to pay the experts that know how to take it from what you was advised, consulted, and counseling on to the next stage. Because nothing in this world is free. You have to pay experts, subject matter experts that know how to take the idea and bring it to fruition. So you have to be able, that's why you got to take, write everything down. You can't, you're not on napkins and paper towels. You need to sit down and write it out where it makes sense. Because if it don't make sense to the person you seeking help, it makes it harder for them to help you get to where you're trying to go. So you need to make sure that you get those experts, make the investment, come with a budget. Do not expect for them to give you and help you for free. And you do not downplay and talk them on their feet because they know what work involved, what time is involved to execute what you're asking them to do. And it's very disrespectful, whether they tell you to your face or not, that you ghost them after they spent time talking to you because you feel like that person, he or she, is not worth what they're asking for. But you don't know what time and education and expertise they have invested to be able to tell you something in 15 minutes that took them probably 15 years to master. So that's the difference between your free resources, which is inspiration and information, according to one of my mentors, and then your fee resources, F-E-E, -E, that is for implementation and integration, which is what I am a specialty in. So again, this episode is really focusing on and emphasizing entrepreneur education. We are in the fourth quarter of this year. Thank you so much, Mr. Gamble, for those questions. And we got to start getting our plan together. Black Friday is right around the corner. You got Christmas is coming and then you got the first of the year. Entrepreneurs, regardless of what phase and what stage you in, what is your game plan? What, are, what marketing sales you going to drive up? What one thing that you have that's in demand that solves a problem right now that people will buy? 
Have you tested it? Have you polled the people on social media? Would they buy it? Have you did any phone focus groups and phone calls to and get survey feedback before you invest money? Because many of us are bootstrapping. We using stimulus checks. We using um, insurance policies. We using you know credit cards to fund this passion and this dream. But have you tested the idea first? To see if people is a need for it. Is they going to buy it? Have you identified who your target audience going to be yet? You have to do your due diligence. That's where the entrepreneur education comes in at. And a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we fail at wanting to learn anything new. If our children had to learn how to work and do school from home full time during the pandemic. And you had to learn how to be a parent, a worker, and a school teacher at home. What is wrong with you as an entrepreneur? Upskilling your game. Relearning what you need to learn so your business can stay afloat and not you having to give up your dream to go work for somebody else. Is that truly what you want to do? Is that truly how you want your legacy to end in business? It's because it was too hard and it was too difficult and you couldn't figure it out because you did not want to invest in someone else who already got the blueprint and the answer to help you get to the next level. It does not matter if you don't like the person, but you know their content is real because you see the platforms and the relationships and the engagement that they have on the local, a regional, a state, a national, an international, and a global level. They are, you need to get to the people who get in rooms that you think about getting in or being at tables you desire to sit at. Or even having conversations with them to be able to understand how to go next. But you have to bring your budget to the table. And not what you pay rent for. So at the end of the day, entrepreneurs, I am telling you. And I know y'all sick of me saying this. And I'm going to keep saying it. And I'm going to keep preaching it as long as I'm breathing. You need to continually educate yourself as an entrepreneur. You got to upscale, you got to relearn, you got to repurpose all that old content, bring it back fresh and new, boost up your brand, boost up that back office, learn the technology skills you need to learn because a lot of people is doing stuff online, on their phone, on their computers, on their apps. You need to get with the plan. You cannot do stuff the old school way because there's no way to track it. There's no way to trust it. You got to have contracts. You got to have contracts when you're doing business. This handshake stuff, that don't work no more. It don't hold up in court. You got to get it in writing. You got to have evidence. You got to make sure when you're having meetings that they are being recorded or minutes being taken so you can capture what conversation exchanges took place and make sure that the terms and conditions are repurposed in the contract to make sure there's clarity. Never ever assume what one person thinks that you that they understand what you're thinking. That's why we mess up in business. That's why chaos happens. That's where um, conflicts occur. And relationships are get damaged. Because you don't want to hold up and be held accountable for what you said you was going to do. Or pay what you said you was going to pay. And deliver what you said you was going to deliver. That is not how we do business. That is not how God said we should do business in the marketplace. We must do business above board. So at the end of the day, I'm going to keep saying it 
And I'm going to keep reminding you, this is Global Entrepreneurship Week with Concierge Resource Professional Consultants. We are going to be talking about cybersecurity. We're going to be talking about NASA. Going to be telling you how they brought that technology from space to earth and teach small business how to commercialize. We're going to be talking about wealth wins, how to get access to capital. We're going to be talking about taming your thoughts Thursday because entrepreneurs do need therapy. Because we come time, we need we have emotional highs and lows, and we got to be able to know how to balance it. And then on Friday, your, yours truly going to be Framework Friday. I'm going to teach you how to boost up your standard operating procedures, where they are Sabbath six-figure SOPs. Then Saturday is STEM Saturday. We're going to talk about how gaming, social learning, and careers play a role. And then Sunday, we're going to talk about the four ways entrepreneurs can maximize on Black Friday. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And most importantly, we have a nonprofit that come talk about how entrepreneurs are important in giving back on Giving Tuesday on November 30th. So you need to make sure you register, you follow Teresa W. Gamble on Facebook, and make Make sure you're following us on ViewStub so you can register for this week's event to hear these amazing speakers and know they're not all in Jacksonville. They are around the nation. From Florida, from Nashville, Tennessee, from Portland, Oregon, from Houston, Texas, even Reno, uh, Fernand, Nevada. They are all over and they're going to bring information to you that you need as an entrepreneur so you can navigate, you can move, you can maximize, you can dominate your industry as an entrepreneur you don't want to learn until you're forced to learn but I'm your girl to here to tell you the more proactive you are in learning as an entrepreneur you'll always stay ahead of the game so stop being complacent stop procrastinating stop hesitating and stop relying on other people opinion pull up your chair pull up to your computer bust off that pad and that pen and sit down and work on your business as a real boss do so you can get to those six figures in 2022 so you can be able to be a decision maker at the table and have a say and not sitting back and waiting to what's being delivered to you this is your host Teresa W. Gamble I am coming to you this week on Global Entrepreneurship Week in the month of November giving thanks all day long because I am ready for prosperity reign so if you are not ready then you better step aside and step out the way and I am coming 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 so you better make sure you keep staying connected and getting that entrepreneur education and stop hesitating and waiting on other people to come to your rescue rescue yourself so stay tuned because there's so much more to come for this month of November this is your host Teresa W. Gamble you've been listening to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble Courageous Conversation is powered by Concierge Resource Professional Consultant. Will you like to be a guest and have your story, lesson, and best practice to be captured in an audio psychopedia? We are currently reviewing applications for future guests to join us, and we're especially interested in creating spaces for long-standing or multi-generational Black-owned businesses. For more information, and to be considered, please email info at crpcnow.com to request an application. Be not weary in well-doing.
You shall reap if you faint not. Galatians 6 and 9.